This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. Good morning, church. Oh, that was good. That was better than the 10 a.m. crowd. Don't tell them I said that, but I've been waiting for you all morning, 11.30 online and in person. So glad you're here. Again, if you're a guest and this is your first time, uh, let us uh, treat you like the VIP you are. And just stop by that yellow wall and talk to them. We have a gift for you. Uh, we're just really glad you're here today. If you have your Bible today, Isaiah chapter 54. Isaiah chapter 54. I'm going to start reading in verse 2. Uh, if you don't have a Bible, you'll see it on the screen behind me. Um, I like bringing my Bible to church. Um, I encourage you to bring your Bible to church. The Bible changes us. The Bible is truth. The Bible doesn't change, but it changes us. And I said it many times. It's the one book you don't read. It actually reads you. It reads your past and talks about how good God is to forgive us. It reads our future, meaning that God has a plan for our lives and he wants to direct us and help us. And It speaks to our value, but it also corrects us and helps us. And if I want to base my life off my neighbors, I'll either look better or worse, depending how they're doing. But when I, when I look at my life through the lens of God's word, it always brings me higher and into God's plan. Isaiah chapter 54, I'm going to read two verses uh, from the New King James Version, verse 2. It says this, Enlarge the place of your tent. God's giving direction to his people, preparing uh, for a move, preparing for change. He says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Already this verse is intense. Don't explain it to somebody. They didn't get it. They, did, they, they weren't worthy of that joke. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cord. Look at your neighbor and say, lengthen. And strengthen your stakes. Look at your other neighbor and say, strengthen. Scripture says, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Enlarge your tent. Today, for the next few minutes, I want to carry on. We started last week, our first in-person service back, talking about renovations. We believe that in a culture where there's so many that are tearing down and other people that are trying to defend what they've built, I believe God has a heart of renovations. Renovations always makes your life better. When someone's renovating their house, they're not restoring it to, to what it was built, they're, they're making it better. They're getting rid of the stucco ceiling. They're pulling out the shag carpet. They're changing out the, 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 the TV from 1985 with the pliers that used to change the channels. Where are my people? You remember and if you went by a channel, you had to keep going until you came back by it again for a new flat screen. But I believe renovations are always an improvement. And I believe God is speaking to our church in this season to renovate some things. And today I want to speak for the renovation for our lives, for your lives, and for this church. Father, I thank you for this morning. Thank you for every man, woman, and child that has been here today. I thank you for those watching online. God, I'm thankful again that you have a plan, that you're good. And God, this is not powerless gathering, but God, you are up to something in our lives, in our church, in our city. I pray these next few minutes will be one of renovation, one of, one of power, and one of change. I thank you for every guest that's here. I thank you for every person that calls Nova home. Father, I bless them today with your goodness, and your presence, and your voice. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen. Lengthening and strengthening. It's much of the way God's built been ministering, pastoring to some degree for over 25 years, leading in churches for 25 years, and I realize there's a theme whenever God does something, 
usually it always has a, a lengthening and a strengthening component. Our second week back into in-person as we start, uh, as we just celebrate our fourth birthday, there's a stirring in our heart as a leadership that God is renovating things. There's been so much demolition in our culture in the last year. So many things people want to tear down. And I shared it last week. Sometimes it's out of a critical spirit. They just want to tear things down. Other things are at a place of real hurt and some things need to be torn down. There's also a group that just want to rebuild and they're just, they take it personal and they just want to hold on to what they've had and they want to just keep things the way they were. But in the middle of that, I believe God says, listen, the demolition's not in vain. I believe some things need to be torn down because I want to improve it and make it better. I believe in our church, and today I'll be vulnerable today. I'm, 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 a, I'm a little nervous about this message. Because if it, I, I believe words and tone matter. And I'm praying today that there is a, an anointing and an ability to communicate. But we are excited as a church to renovate. There has some things that have fallen down. There are some things that have uh, been been decimated. There are things that have grown and in the middle of this beautiful season that we're in, God is leading us to renovate as a church. We're so thankful for what God's doing. Lengthening and strengthening. It's the theme of scripture. Jesus, when he started his ministry, he started by calling his disciples and they started preaching to tens of thousands of people and lengthening. See, lengthening, whenever you think of lengthening, it's always another word would be reach or increase or influence. Whenever someone's called an influencer, that's a term that's now a part of our culture with social media, they're an influencer. What you're saying is they have a great reach into culture, whether it be with, maybe it's on, on social media with working out and fitness, or maybe it's renovations of homes or decor or, or leadership ideas like, man, you're an influencer. What they're saying is you have a length in your reach to reach people. Jesus shows up on the scene and his reach is something they've never seen before. Men, women, and children following him on every word. He's preaching to tens of thousands of people, and it starts with lengthening. But then you'll see Jesus leaves the crowds of lengthening and goes to his disciples and starts strengthening. And after you have lengthening, he always goes into strengthening. And most of the New Testament, most of the Gospels is Jesus talking privately to a small group of people, training them, teaching them, correcting them, um, building them. Why? Because he knew, if I lengthen without strengthening, I'll have a collapse. You see it in, the new, uh, in Acts when Jesus leaves and sends his Holy Spirit in the church on the, uh, on the day of Pentecost. Peter is preaching. The same Peter who was weak, the same Peter who was denied Christ, now he feels strengthened by the Spirit of God. He steps out, and in one sermon, man, preachers... Preachers love this verse because we just say, man, what if we could have just one of those moments. And he steps out, and in one sermon, 3,000 people turn and make a decision for Jesus. In one sermon, the length. The church grew by 3,000 in one day. What a lengthening that we saw in that moment. But then the next following chapters, God leads the church into strengthening. They, they have meetings. They say, we have to replace Judas. With, we have to call this person up. We have to figure out how to make sure we feed the widows and orphans. And we have to have government and structure and plans. Why? Because lengthening without strengthening will always lead to failure. In, in our home, 
this, this spring, me and my wife decided it was time to renovate our house. We've been in the house for 14 years. We built this house, and when I say we built it, we paid people to build it. I have no talents with that. Uh, I don't know a screwdriver from a hammer from a carburetor. I don't know what I'm talking about. But, but my, mother, my wife says, you're not, hand, you're not handy, you're handsome. I'm like, I'll take it all day long. And, uh, but we, we wanted to renovate our basement. We had a basement apartment, and we wanted to take back that space for our teenagers to use for their friends and be a place where they could come and, 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 and hang out. It's interesting, there's this one wall in there, and I'm good at demolition. It takes no talent and no skill to demolish anything. There's a whole sermon right in that. I don't have time to go there. So much of our culture is just tearing things down. But before I started hammering into these walls, because my wife says, I think we should lengthen this room. We, there's a bedroom. We don't need that bedroom. Let's take this living room and make it bigger. Let's lengthen this room. But I knew enough that this one wall that was right in the middle was a weight-bearing wall. How did I know that? Because the guys that built our house said, Mike, don't touch that wall. That's a weight-bearing wall. So we brought in professionals. Before we lengthened, we had to strengthen. And they put in a beam and put a beam in to, to make sure that it could carry the weight of the floors above it. And they strengthened it. And then they lengthened the room. Lengthening and strengthening. I feel like in this season, God is leaning us, leading us in a renovation season into a strengthening season. We've seen so much lengthening as a church. The influence that God has blessed us with and the people that are, are coming through the doors online and in person, it's been breathtaking. It's actually been breathtaking what God's done. But I feel like in this season that God wants to lead us into a renovating season of strengthening. We love so many things about our church. And when we talk to you in the lobby and other places, some of you are just so verbal and so thankful for Nova. And we're thankful for a church. Now, in a moment, I'm going to ask you for crowd participation to shout out what you love about our church. Now, this is always where the service could go one of two ways. It could get weird or it could get fun. Whenever you, ask, whenever you give people a chance to speak, notice this is online, by the way. It's always risky, but you know what? I'm feeling it today. I want to ask you, what, I just need some feedback. What do you love about Nova? What do you love about our church? Somebody. T-shirts. All right. Okay, yeah. Nova T-shirts. Awesome. We got them. They're in the lobby. Love them. I wouldn't have any wardrobe if it wasn't for Nova clothes all day long. Someone else. Say again. Songs. You love the songs. You have music, worship. It's not just singing. There's actually power in the words, and the worship team works so hard, and we do love the music. Nova. Someone else. Say it again. Ballads. What meaning? Right. Understanding the power of the balance of living in Scripture. Someone else. You say Nancy? <laughs> Was that Nancy that said that? No. Uh, yeah. Our co-pastor, our lead pastor, my wife, Nancy. Yeah. You know what I love about our church? I love our, that we're growing in diversity. Multicultural church. I don't know if you've noticed in the last year and a half, two years. We started coming back even through team nights and we're growing in racial diversity. We love that as a church, love that as a church. It's one of the things we're excited about is that this is a church of multi-cultures and multi-ethnic and, and we love the diversity of our church. We believe that uh, diversity is the heart of God. And we love the diversity in our church, but today I feel like God wants us to renovate and though our church attendance is growing in diversity, the nations are coming to Halifax and they're actually making Nova their home. They're coming to our church. 
one thing we feel to renovate is that though our church is growing in diversity, our leadership and stage doesn't reflect the diversity of our church or our city. And I, and I want to be vulnerable today. Words matter. And, I, and I'm trying to be careful with my language today because words alienate. We grew up hearing that rhyme. Remember, sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie. And words, whether they're tweeted, posted on Facebook, Instagram, or spoken, are so polarizing. And today, if I can be vulnerable as we build this fall, as we strengthen and renovate, I, I want to be careful today, but I do believe God's leading us to renovate. Our church is growing in diversity, but I feel like it's obvious and we look at it, our leadership, our worship, our stage, our teams do not reflect the diversity of our church or that of our city. We need to renovate. Diversity is the heart of Jesus. It's his last words on earth before he ascended and sent his Holy Spirit in Acts 1.8, he says this, he says, um, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. What are witnesses? Witnesses tell what they've seen and heard and experienced. Telling people everywhere in Jerusalem, which was their city, throughout Judea, which was their country, in Samaria, which was a neighboring culture and country that was very different in language and beliefs and standards, and to the ends of the earth. You know, what's amazing to me is that we enjoy a relationship with Jesus because the disciples took that serious. That context of scripture that, that was spoken to a Middle Eastern crowd in the, Middle East, in the middle of the Middle East to a Jewish culture, and he said, this message is too important just for Jerusalem or just for this country. You need to go beyond our culture, our language, our skin color. You need to go to Samaria, not just there. You need to go around the world. And because they took that serious, we get to enjoy a relationship with Jesus. I am so thankful they didn't just think this is just for us, for those that look like us, sound like us, act like us. We see a diverse multicultural church. Nova is a Diverse and multicultural church that reflects the kingdom of God and the city we live in. I want to speak to my brothers and sisters, both online and in person, of color and diversity of, uh, of backgrounds, is we just don't want you to have a seat at the table in Nova. We want you to have your hands on the steering wheel of our church. See, we're a welcoming church, and we, have, we open our doors, and we hope you feel like you have a seat at the table. And, and, and you're trusting us, even by people. That we're seeing the growth of the multi-ethnic groups coming into our church. You have a seat at the table, but that's not enough. We want you to have your hand on the steering wheel leading us into the future. Part of the renovation is to let you know what's in our hearts is an invitation to help us lead as a church into the future. It's on the heart of God. God is, God is a diverse God. God is a loving God. We want you to help us. See, unity, unity is a big thing in church. One thing we're thankful for in church, me and Nancy talk about it, we're thankful for the unity we've felt in the last two years in this church. See, so many churches have been torn apart by arguments and, and, and opinions and on this, that, and the other thing. And some things are important, but we've kept the main thing the main thing, and we talk about it daily to each other. We're so thankful for the unity in this church. 
But see, unity is not being the same. Did you know that? Unity is not being the same. How many are thankful you don't need to all dress the same in this place? Like, some of you should not be wearing skinny jeans. You know what I'm saying? Like, like some of you, like, plaid's not your color. Like, I'm so thankful we're not, we all don't dress like me. We all don't dress like you. Unity is not being the same. That's actually called the cult. Right? Like, when you all talk the same, look the same, dress the same. Like, of course, Nova merch isn't really helping. We're all wearing the Nova sweaters. But, but unity is not being the same. Unity is having differences, but the same spirit. That's unity. And we need to celebrate our differences by unify under the same spirit. What God's doing at Nova in these last few years is God is bringing people with different backgrounds, different races, different upbringings, different genders. He's bringing out different, different experiences. Not the same thought, not the same history, not the same uh, process. Differences, but under the same spirit, is to, is to help people far from God come close to God, to draw closer to Jesus and, and take this Bible seriously and follow Jesus. That is what we are united under. And I believe God's calling us to diversity in unity. Different voices, different perspectives, same spirit. I want to share how we got here as a church. And we're, we celebrated today how we got here. And some of you have been here since day one. I see faces in this room. You were heavy lifting from day one. Others of you have come in recently. And uh, it's worth bragging on God. But one of the requirements that we planted this church when our, our fellowship, the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada, the organization, they came to us and said, would you plant a church? And we had four requirements. And we said, we feel like this is important. I'm going to share one with you today. One was that we picked the location. And we picked this area of Clayton Park, Bedford area of Halifax intentionally. And one of the main reasons was the diversity in this area. Diverse in age. If you walk around this area, if you live in this area, we have people that are retiring, selling their homes, and buying apartments and condos, and they're, they're, they're downsizing in this area. We have people that are starting. We have young adults, four of them living in an apartment, or six or eight or ten of them living in an apartment. And we have diversity of age. You can see both retirement homes and elementary schools in the same area. Diversity of income. You have million-dollar homes, and you have community housing, and you have everywhere in between such a diversity of economics, and there's diversity of culture. You walk these streets, and this seems to be the place where everyone seems to gather in this area, and that's one reason why we planted the church in this area, not just because it's close to Starbucks, though that did not hurt, but because of the diversity of this area. Starting a church is challenging. And some of you are reaping the work of those early years, and we're so thankful you're here, but starting a church is challenging. These are some statistics pre-COVID that are well-known in the church planting world that we are a part of and we talk about and we, 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 we know of. Listen to these statistics. I don't know. I, I just, again, it sobers me to the goodness of God. Four out of five new churches fail. If someone starts a church, four out of five of them will fail. We know this to be true. Friends of ours, in this journey of the last four to five years, many of them started at the same time we did, and they're not here for a multiple of reasons, but four out of five churches don't make it. We have so much to be thankful for. One, only one church in ten will make it over 100 people in attendance. 
Why do numbers matter? The more people come in, the more you can do. The more unity, the more, the more ministries, the more outreach, the more lengthening you can do to reach into culture and make a difference. And only one in ten make it over a hundred. And we started with, and we currently have, breathtaking, brilliant, and God-loving leaders helping us navigate something we had never done before. We didn't know what we were doing. I said it this way. It's probably not appropriate to say online, but I'm going to say it anyway. I said, people are like, how do you do planting a church? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I couldn't find my butt in the dark with both hands sometimes. I'm like, I'm lost. I don't know what I'm doing. We say that all the time. We don't know what we're doing. But God's goodness and the people around us have helped us and we've planted this church and it's been nothing short of a miracle the last four years. I believe God's going to do more miracles in this season, but can I just brag on some miracles we've seen and maybe sometimes we're too close to them to understand the miracles they were. Nova, when it started, to the glory of God, was the largest opening day church plant in the history of Atlantic Canada and still is to this day. The glory of God. Nova currently is one of the fastest growing churches in the country. God's been good to us. By the start of 2020, when we started 2020, before COVID hit, we had already seen over 300 decisions for people to follow Jesus just in this room. It's a miracle what's happened. Last year, in the middle of a pandemic, when most churches are trying to survive, God has blessed us through his goodness and your generosity, and we gave away almost $90,000 outside our church. That wasn't about ministry to help our church or to do the things that we do to, to grow a church and to love people and do ministry. Outside our four walls, almost $90,000 went. That is a miracle of God. But now we're entering into our next year, celebrate our fourth birthday, and I feel like God is calling us to renovate. And one of the things he's calling us to renovate is our leadership to reflect the diversity of our church in our city. Multicultural church is so much fun. And God didn't plan, call us to plant a church for one race. And we want you to know today that we believe this is a place that the nations will come and our city will come and you can trust and be a safe place to experience God and his plan for your life, no matter your skin color, your background, or where you've been from. And everybody said, Amen. We have some action steps that we want to take. And today I felt in this very different day, but I wanted to put it out there both in person and online, some action steps we feel to take. One is regarding our church board. And there's some board members even here today. So thankful that we have brilliant, God-loving, people-loving leaders, and they're not going anywhere. They're not allowed to go anywhere. We need them. They're brilliant. But we want to be adding to our existing board, intentional diversity to our world-class team we already have, and they're world-class. I could spend all day bragging about our team, just our board, just our board. But we're intending to adding to our already amazing board intentional diversity in the next six months to better represent the church we already have and the church we believe God's calling us to lead. So when we started people came around us and we couldn't take a chance going, we just couldn't go, who do we want to pick on a board? We need to go after people that we trusted, that we knew had uh, a heart for God, a heart for us, and that were loyal, supportive, and brilliant. And that's what we have. And we're so thankful. And now we're asking God to add us more of the same. But this time we need to make sure we add some diversity to our board. Our second step of action that we're going to be leaning into is adding diversity to our stage. 
adding diversity to our stage. See, I don't know if you know this, but if I took a picture today and put a picture on the screen of Nova Church, of a service, and I put the camera this way, the first thing you would do, we all do it, is you look at that picture, you would try to find yourself in that picture going, oh, was I making a weird face? How did my hair look? Do I need to lose weight? Do I need to gain weight? When you see a group picture and you know you were in that picture, the first thing we do is look for ourselves. It's important for us when people walk through these doors that they see themselves in leadership and on this stage. And we need all cultures and all races represented in our church. Because what you reward, you reproduce. We want to make sure people know this is a place that we believe in the diversity of races and cultures. And we need to renovate. So thankful for our worship teams and our preaching teams and our announcement teams and our team leads. We're so thankful for who we have. But we need to add some diversity. Not just in color, but in style and heart. Differences, but same spirit. God did not call us just to pastor a church for one race. It's a multi-race, so we're intentionally adding that. So the next step is on October 24th, you'll see it behind me, we're starting with a worship open house. Please hear me, all races. We need to renovate our worship team. We're so thankful for our worship team. I know you're thankful for our worship team. But we believe it's a chance to go to another level. And we're going to start, and with COVID, it's been hard not having in-person and auditions and the pipeline. Next Steps started today. There was, I believe, 14 people in Next Steps today that want to join our team after the first service, or you, you're either in there before the service or came in here after that. But Next Steps is running every week, and today, starting it back up again, we hit over a dozen people going, I want to be a part of a team. That excites us. And this is your invitation, and if worship is on your heart, and it's a part of your skill set and talents, whether you're vocal or an instrument, on the 24th, we're having an open house. You'll hear about it in email and social media. We're asking you to come for that night. We're going to worship. We're going to pray together. We're going to share some more. From there, we'll, we'll find out who's interested. We'll go into auditions, and we'll go through the pipeline and make sure you do next steps. And there's a whole process that everybody goes through. But you hear me say, this is an invitation to help us lead into this next season of renovation. We need you not just to have a seat at the table. We need you to have your hand on the steering wheel of the future of our church. Believing for more miracle moments ushered in in these moments. We need diversity in our preaching and our teaching and our worship. I encourage you, next steps is the pathway to involvement. And some of you have been holding back going, I don't know, like, I don't know if I, this is your invitation. Would you help us? make our church better and reflect the church we already have and the church we believe God's leading us to. So with this, I close. Isaiah 54, I'll read it again. It says, God says, enlarge your tent. I believe God's calling us. What a privilege in this season that we're not sitting here going smaller. We're not going to less services. We're not going to a smaller venue. We're not decreasing budgets. We're not getting rid of staff. What a privilege and blessing of God that he's enlarging our tent. But he says, when you enlarge your tent, stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Stretch out your footprint. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. God's calling us to lengthen. If you're online today, you're a part of the lengthening of this church. Right now, we're not a uh, a one campus church we're a hundred campus church every home is a campus and the, the, the outreach and the reach has been breathtaking to hear and see but we need to strengthen as a church next week I'll be talking about some things I believe God wants to do in our services and changing our services 
but I believe God's calling us, and please hear this as an invitation, as vulnerably as I can, every culture, every background, every race, would you step forward and help us lead into this next season? Because what God wants to do is beautiful and breathtaking. And I believe as we expand, God wants us to strengthen. Amen. Can you stand to your feet today as I close? Would you pray for us as a leadership? Would you pray for us? You know, I've learned in this last season, it's one thing to post online your opinion about something. It's one thing to share it with a friend, but to actually jump in and go, let's, let's, let's actually try to do something is challenging. And we feel like this isn't some action steps, just small, just to start, but they are action steps to help renovate and strengthen something beautiful that God's already built. But I believe our best is yet to come. Amen. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for our church. Thank you for what you've done in this season. Father, we look back the last four years and we've seen faces and miracles and moments. We've seen breathtaking stories of a community being helped and marriages being saved and children being taught your goodness and lives being restored and differences being made. And we're so thankful today. But God, we believe that we're not just here to maintain. We're not just here to be status quo, but God, you're calling us to a higher level. Would you give us wisdom as leaders? Would you give us a passion as a church? And God, would you, would you help us renovate to another level? Thank you for your lengthening. God, help us with the strengthening. In Jesus' name, everybody said.